We get a lot of questions about where to buy things, what the best part for the job is, where and how to route those harnesses, and numerous other questions from Slip Angle listeners and readers of Tracktune.com. When it comes to safety gear, there are very serious questions answered. If you're like most of our listeners and you have a car you race, track, or autocross, you should check out the best in the safety parts business, OG Racing. OG Racing's friendly staff are incredibly well-versed in the products and the installations of the parts they sell. They can assist you in not only purchasing the safety gear for your car, but also answering questions on installing and using them correctly. Helmets, suits, shoes, nets, and other safety gear aren't all they sell and support. They also carry a huge array of trackside gear and car parts. Everything from scales and fuel cells, gauges and battery chargers, and everything else in between. OG Racing carries all the brands you're looking for great prices on, and with over 25 years in the business, OG Racing is a name you can trust to sell you top quality parts and products at a great price. Check them out on the web at ogracing.com, or call them up at 1-800-934-9112. You should buy the most important parts of your car, the parts that keep you safe, from somewhere you can trust. Trust OG Racing. Again, that's www.ogracing.com or call 1-800-934-9112 and tell them Slip Angle sent you. To Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. And I'm on Facebook wow. Messenger. Who are you? I'm Adam Jubay. What's up, buddy? Oh. Yeah, my internet is down, so I can't upload the file to you, and you can't upload it to me, so I'm just calling you on Facebook Messenger. You know, Abrin, Abrin sent me a message after we put out the show with uh, James Houghton and okay. Chris Borsma and said, hey, Facebook Messenger quality sounds much better than Skype quality. So it it really did, especially for those guys like being in the middle of a tornado. Yeah, and there was four of us on the call. It wasn't bad at that all. Was pretty. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. How uh, how does this one sound so far? Do you sound fine? It sounds pretty decent, but I'm also using okay. just little little tinny headphones. Yeah, so your voice is sounding voice is sounding extra nasally to me now. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit. I, I got a cold again. Uh, um, I've been sick for about six months on and off because I have a wife who's a fourth grade teacher and fourth graders are disgusting. <laughs> uh, and yeah, she got me sick again. Or or my three-year-old went to play group at the library and got me sick through that. So <laughs> all the women in my life are disgusting. Speaking, make me ill. Speaking of cold, man, LA has been a little bit chillier than expected for this time of year. Like right now, What's I have I have like an Under Armour like one piece suit that I wear underneath my riding leathers. I'm yeah. wearing it right now because I was in a t shirt and shorts in the house and was cold. <laughs> I don't need. I don't even know. I don't even know. It was how ninety cold degrees in Chicago today. Oh really? <laughs> I sweat my butt off today at work. Yeah. Let me pull this up, dude. I don't even know what sweat is anymore. Oh, it's got to be so nice. I definitely know what it is. Uh, uh, it is 64, 64 degrees out right you. now. And that's it's, in it's Redondo cold. Beach. That's like three miles inland. Uh, it's 64 yeah. degrees. So out here right now, it's probably high 50s. Oh, man, that sounds great. It's like 80 outside right now. This was not in the brochure. 
I don't think you. I don't think you actually looked at the brochure. You just went. <laughs> I, I saw the cover. Man, I saw the cover of the brochure. I didn't actually read it. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, California. Yeah. Always wanted to go there." Sure. You didn't even look at the directions, man. You didn't know how to get there. No, not at all. So, so I didn't you, even. Uh, I didn't even look at the prices. I didn't look at anything. I just went. And here what, we are. Uh, what what was the weather like this weekend? You did a track thing this weekend. Yeah, it was uh it was pretty warm. Uh it got pretty cold at night though. Friday night got colder than Saturday night. Um okay. again, I wore this one piece thing and had like a sweatshirt on. I forgot thick socks did you, though. Did you live in the ambulance again? Of course. Why else Sweet. would you have an ambulance if you're not going to use it as no, the way you intended? Yeah, that's rad. <laughs> So, and I, I paint, I pointed the back windows towards the mountains and sunset in the east or sunrise in the east. So I was greeted by like, well, there's a photo on my Instagram, um, out the back of it. It was, it was actually really nice to have. That's rad. So everything's going pretty well with the bantle lamps there. Yeah. Not too bad. Um, definitely needs a backup camera. Cause every time I'm gone and Jessica has to move it for street sweeping, she texts me saying how much she hates it. Because it's so big. Absolutely hates the ambulance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I believe that. So, I mean, because you can't see out the back of the thing at all. No, no, not at all. In parallel parking it in like city streets, not the best thing to do without a backup camera. How often do they clean the streets where you live? Um, One side is every Wednesday and the other side is every Tuesday. Oh, man. What a fancy place you live. Yeah. That's those that's those California tax dollars, man. Yeah, that's not a thing that happens in Chicago. Not at all. No, but like <laughs> not Chicago, at all. Chicago, like at least a lot of the urban parts of Chicago that I've been to, they're like you'll go out in the morning and you'll see store owners like sweeping the area in front of their store. They don't own yeah. that area, but they're still sweeping it. Like they're taking care of it. And commercial areas are usually pretty good. A lot of like the street in front of my house gets probably like once a, once or twice a year, we have a street sweeper come around. The town has a street sweeper where I live. It's the town's pretty you know pretty well kept, but a lot of towns aren't. Well, places so. places in the Midwest have this thing called rain that acts as a street yeah. sweeper. That's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah we don't have, we don't, we don't get any of that. that. So no, everybody's got to you got to send somebody around with the street sweeper to clean up the bum piss and condoms. Huh? Yeah, pretty much, and and the dog <laughs> piss. I need to start carrying around well, like a spray bottle of water and just where all the dogs pee, just spray it down because this summer it's, it's going to get stinky. Dude, man. dude, I can just admit, do people, it's just all dog piss or is it like dog turds too? Like there is like, no, dog turds get picked up usually. Um, I was going to say like the street sweeper hits those and it just, it just them. Gotta be like a, a continuously figure eight pattern from the street sweeper for like a mile. I mean, I don't know how it is in Chicago, but here people don't let their dogs take craps in the street usually no it's not typically (laughs) (laughs) so um so you uh you if you have a new job pretty much like are you talking about that on the show or uh yeah we can talk about it i I can't i can't remember i think we talked about it a little bit but um we never actually discussed like if you wanted to talk about it yet or not yeah i'll talk about it um Yeah, you're working for another track day company and running track days. Yeah. So um, a couple months ago, you guys might remember that we had the guys from Speed Ventures on the show and uh, stayed in contact with them after that and ended up going to work for them. So I am now the event director uh, for Speed Ventures as my dog barks and enjoyment behind me. 
What's going on over that's, there? that's right, Dad. That's right. You tell him. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you've you've hosted your first event, or is this your second one you did? Uh, this is the second one that I've worked, um, but unfortunately, uh, Aaron, the owner, couldn't be there this weekend. So uh, myself, along with uh, a couple other people that uh, have helped Aaron out in the past running events, ran the whole show. Yeah, it went pretty well. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't have, it wouldn't have gone nearly as well if we didn't have um, those people that Aaron had, had brought out. But for the most part, there's there's just a great team over at Speed Ventures. Um, I cool. mean, there, there's a lot of other really good uh, track day companies out there as well. But I'm uh, I'm excited to be working for this one. Yeah, that's and, and it's like real work during the week, too. So you actually have a job again, which is yeah, sweet. Yeah, part-time. So if I want to take off and go enjoy Motorcycle Monday like I did today. Um, yeah. Or work at the Porsche Experience Center. Yeah, yeah. So as long as uh, as long as stuff gets answered back, uh, you know everything's good. Cool. It sounds like a cool job, man. I'm uh, I'm really happy for you with that. That's uh, you were not a happy boy working at the Turbo Company that shall not be named because no. you were. I think you were a little too caged. Uh, so that's good. That's sweet. So the only downside is from now until the end of August, I only have two free weekends. That's between busy. between speed ventures events <laughs> and grid life not events. sweet <laughs> so yeah, mama um, mama's not too you, happy but yeah do you do you guys get to hang, you and jess get to hang out during the week much at all or is she yeah. busy at night or yeah as long as i'm not traveling okay so she was you know i, I went to atlanta for my sister's graduation last weekend Mm-hmm. And she said, why are you gone for so long? You're gone for like eight days because I had taken a Monday flight and came back or a Tuesday flight and came back on the following Wednesday. So I was gone for like a week. Then I got home on that Wednesday and then I had Thursday Wednesday night home, Thursday night home and then packed up the ambulance and went out to Streets of Willow for our event this weekend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the cheap flights are midweek, you say. Yep. So. so that's what I'm having to do. Or I might just have to start splurging for some of the grid life flights and just yep. uh, go ahead and suck it up Keep and fly short. out on a Thursday, come back on a Monday. Just give Chris the bill, see what happens. You yeah. Might pay it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I could just but I could we, just uh, get your brother to come pick me up. I think that's a bit of a hike in the uh, the old Cessna that yeah. he flew. <laughs> hey man, if people if people can ride Honda Groms across the country, your brother can fly a Cessna across the country. No, he could do it. It's just a hundred dollars an hour, so it'd be a lot of money. <laughs> so much money. It's it's way more money than commercial per hour. And really, doing doing hundred fifty miles an hour in the air. That long of a distance really wouldn't cut down on time that much, to be honest. No, it'd still be like a solid day of work to get there and back. Yeah. It'd be like 24, 30 hours. Yeah. But I mean, you can you can put those plans on autopilot, right? As long as you don't hit anything, you're good. I don't think that thing's like, got autopilot. There's it might, so much less. I think the autopilot less. might be like you put your knee against the, uh, the wheel. And, <laughs> there's so much less yeah. to hit in the air. There's so much less to hit. You can like totally – he's texted me while he's flying and stuff. It's no big deal. <laughs> Totally, you can totally pull that off. But. All of a sudden, can you see? You could see like helicopters hovering in the air, like waiting for people texting and flying. Yeah, just a police pulling, helicopter pulling them over, staring, staring at every like you know beach craft. <laughs> they just they just <laughs> land the helicopter on top of the airplane. I don't think that's how any of this works. No, okay, <laughs> not at all. Physics, how does it work? Yeah. I have no uh-huh. idea. Uh, you uh, you missed out on your first grid life event in a while. It was, I did uh, a simple one. We had we had a track event last weekend. Yeah, how did it go? 
Uh, it's pretty basic. We just did basically two sessions, just, or two run groups, um, alternating back and forth. And then WRL uh, World Racing League had a uh, had a run group, so um, went pretty well. It was yeah, basically Mike Cohn and I were in grid uh, off and on, and uh, uh, everybody just drove the snot out of their cars. And I, man, that track is just awesome, dude. Oh, I've never gotten so to drive big. it. I, I've been up there, but just like you, like I, I never have gotten to drive it. And so this yeah, was, never this was your first it, time, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to go back so bad. It's so cool. Oh, it's so cool, dude. But um, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. How did gear, like, it's so fast. Yeah. Let's backtrack though. How did that whole weekend go? Walk us through everything. There was a lot of things that happened that weekend from when you left yeah, your house uh, until you got home. A Thursday morning or Thursday afternoon, uh, we left uh, in, in the RV. We towed my CRX, uh, and in the RV, it was our buddy Grant, who was on the other RV show, Grant Gutierrez, um, uh, Holly, and Mike was with Grant's you guys, buddy right? Play. Um, Colin was on, on the way home. Oh, okay, um, okay. So we drove out to Blackhawk for track night in America. We were going to help Tom McGorman host that. So we were going to be his, you know, his crew. Um, we get there and then Mike Cohn was going to meet us there. Um, the, the other grid life lead instructor. And, uh, so we did the track night in America thing and it went pretty well. Um, that's, it's super simple. Like track night in America is, it's basically a couple of run groups, like two or three run groups and everybody goes out and, and has fun. So everybody mm-hmm. gets like four sessions or whatever. Um, I think that went from like th- hot track was like three till eight, three till seven. I can't remember. Oh, really? Three till eight. So pretty long actually. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it's uh, what? Five, five hours total, huh? I think it was, it was either four or five hours. It was quite a while. It's like half or more of a day, more than a day. So okay. I, I think it went till eight. I threw away the, uh, the, the schedule is actually probably in my garbage can about 12 feet from me, but I don't <laughs> want to move because my. I don't want to like you know trip over all the junk or tear my pants on a torn up car. Um, the the car's torn up body work wise right now. By the way, <laughs> I'll tell you about that in a minute. <laughs> all right. And uh, yeah, track night was cool. And then uh, Holly, Chris met us there. Chris from Good Life, and he and Holly cruised up to Road America. Tom Gorman followed us in a rental car, uh, which he definitely did not take on track all day at Road America. Yeah, that's what definitely I heard. Didn't happen. That's what I heard. <laughs> no, didn't he did not Never, burn the brakes down not. in a rental car. Nope. Um, and he did not do the lead follow in our in our guided intermediate group <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> um, yeah, we got up to Road America about midnight. Uh, Road America didn't want to let us in uh, because they didn't have wristbands or something, but we convinced them to let us in. Uh, and then we we drank beers in the RV till 2 a.m. And then we got up at six and teched like. We only had like 40, 50 cars, uh, which is pretty basic. So yeah, uh, tech, tech cars, Road America staff kicked us out of the lot where everybody was parked. So everybody had to move, which is a giant fiasco Wait, what? because they were, they were going to use it for like motorcycle thing. And then they didn't end up using it at all. So, <laughs> so that was annoying, but it's cool. Um, we learned how grid works at Road America, uh, which is different. Uh, what, what's different? Well, they, the, the dude was like, okay, so you're going to use false grid over there and then you bring them into real grid uh, and real grid is a hot track and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. Uh, he never pointed out to me what those are and the place is enormous. 
<laughs> so, so about halfway through the day, we got a little bit scolded because, like, we were—I was doing it wrong because <laughs> we literally didn't like know what was what. Like, I thought the little, <laughs> the little entrance road—I thought that was just a road, um, but that—that's false grid. But so, um, so we learned how to, how an event works there. They were kind of frazzled at the whole parking situation. We never got a full explanation how things work, but um, it's such a cool place. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was just a really good day. Um, yeah, I talked I to a lot of people. Oil leak, oh, so. did you? Yeah. So um, was it, was it from the oil pan being warped? Most of it was. Okay. So yes. Um, and, the, but it was still leaking. Like probably you saw how much it was leaking at mid Ohio. Yeah. It was leaking a uh, lot. Like a lot. Like the sway bar was dripping. It was like oil <laughs> all over the bottom of the car. Um, and it was still leaking directly onto the header. The first se- I did two sessions. I did like a four lapper, and it was still smoking in the car, but it wasn't like dripping oil anywhere. Um, and so I pulled it up on the ramps of the trailer, and during lunch I started pulling stuff off. And on the back of these motors, there's like a black box, and that's like a PCV um, uh, kind of oil separator, and that goes to the PCV valve, which goes to the intake manifold normally. And I had that black box ro- vented to the uh, catch can. Uh, but the O-ring that goes into the block on that back, on the, it's like a one and an inch and a quarter hole, maybe. That O-ring had a big old crack in it, like half an inch of it was gone. Oh dang! Um, so that's where yeah, it was, and it's directly above the header. So that's where like the bad part, bad the bad oil was. It was dripping right onto the header. But so I fixed that, and uh, and then did one like thirty minute session. Totally fell in love with Road America. Um, Decided that I was going to rent the car that that weekend because I was set up with a listener of the show, Alan Skillicorn, to to rent the car. He was going to rent it at the SCCA Majors at Blackhawk. So. Right, which is conveniently on the way home, or sort of kind on the way of home. On the way yeah, home. and we we had and left Mike Jones there. fit there, so we had to go back there anyway because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he he wanted to slam Bronson's in the RV with Grant. <laughs> well, see what I don't get. You had a two car trailer, but you only had one car on it. Why didn't you put both cars on the trailer? Was that even discussed? It's a, yeah, it was, but okay. it's a lot of work to load car, like okay. two cars. It takes like an extra like 30 minutes to strap everything down and move stuff. Um, and I had a bunch of junk on the trailer. But like Mike was like, nah, it'll be fine. So we just <laughs> left it there. <laughs> so, uh, in hindsight, that's an old RV, and it would, be, it would have probably paid to have um, a streetable car on the back of the trailer. But, yeah. Yeah. The um, RV made the trip just fine, though? Totally fine, yeah. So far, I've towed for about 20 hours with it. So. Nice. We we had one problem with it. What what happened? Uh, uh, we got into a rainstorm on the Ooh. way home from Blackhawk, and windshield wipers uh, don't we work. We found out that the no the wipers work fine like until they stop working, <laughs> and then like you hit a bump and the wipers start working again, <laughs> <laughs> and they and and they stop like uh, they because st- basically they swing um, both ways. I think they. Now they, well, it's sort of, you know, don't make, you know, I'm not going to judge, but uh, they swing towards the middle uh, with themselves. Okay. Um, so they, they kind of like, you know, they, they both swing out, then they both swing in. Um, and they would stop right in the, when, when the one on the driver's side was right in the middle of my field of vision. <laughs> so it was like the worst possible spot. I think the motor is dying. Yeah. You know, the motor's probably got a dead spot in the winding or something. Why don't you convert it to manual oh. and you could just have someone stand up at the front and, you know, go back and forth. Realistically, all I'd have to do is like cut like a, a uh, like a wrist size hole in the dashboard because the motor is like right on the other side. <laughs> just the put dashboard. a little, just put a little handle there, and then yeah, you just just grab <laughs> that thing, you know, slide that thing back and forth. You'd have infinite um, speed. 
it, it it was that was that was the only real problem with the RV besides uh, uh, I think the start when it's hot the starter doesn't love to you gotta like oh like when we like four or five times yeah but, we we panicked for a little bit on the way out to mid Ohio when we thought yeah we get it started it, 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 again. It, it, like how come this thing's not starting? And, and you do you just rock the key four or five times. I can't. I I, I haven't spent a lot of time diagnosing it because it always starts. I think so. it was, I think it was at that point where we were like, yeah, we're not going to shut this thing off until we get to mid Ohio. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. <laughs> and then we didn't shut it off, like except for dinner on the way home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It it did it. It did it uh, at Road America, and then it did it at Blackhawk again. But it was fine. It just cranked the key, crack, 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 and it goes. So maybe it's um, maybe it's all in the same wiring harness that's there with the wipers. I hope not. That would be weird. <laughs> Stupid piece of junk RV. I wouldn't put it past it though. Um, no. So I dropped the CRX off because I determined that it was sweet because it, I drove I drove it hard and it was sweet. I loved it. Um, and it, so Alan met me there at Blackhawk. It was like eleven o'clock at night. I, I'm showing him, you know, how everything works and stuff. Um, and then I was going to tell he was just going to, you know, basically he, his goal is to qualify for SEC runoffs, and so he just needs to basically turn a wheel in three majors races, and he's good to go. Um, and so he goes out on Saturday, uh, and the car's falling on its face. Um, the distributor is definitely dying. And so Mikey Brzezinski, who lives about an hour from Blackhawk, drove up there with his spare distributor, put it on the car, timed it and everything. Um, and another listener of the show, Chris, Chris Schaffsma, uh, he was pitted with uh, – with, uh, with Alan, so uh, him, and, him and Mikey and Chris got that car, got the car figured out, and uh-huh. so Alan went out on Sunday, um, and the car was fast uh, in qualifying, dropped a bunch of time, and then he podiumed uh, on Sunday night. So, oh, really? Uh, yeah, he got th- third place. So, but on Saturday, uh, but... the race didn't start so well because uh, in the start, I guess there was a bunch of chaos, and a Mazda spun, and he drove right into the side of him or back of him or something so uh, looking at a right now i'm about a foot from a smashed fender and some pushed in f- structural work and that car doesn't oh, have very good luck at majors races oh every majors it's been in three majors races two of them were rentals and it came back with body damage on all three majors <laughs> <laughs> so, um it, none of it was it's not nearly i mean it was totally raceable the alignment isn't messed up or anything and i'm right. gonna i'm basically just gonna pound it back into shape and i could probably make it look about 95 percent. but um it did need a new windshield also because alan oh didn't really know where the hood prop was yeah it didn't he didn't know where the hood prop was and he over opened the hood ah and on a Honda, and I've even got the little corners of the hood trimmed a little bit because it's a carbon fiber hood. Um, I got them trimmed about a quarter inch, but on a Honda, if you open the hood too far, it'll crack the windshield. So, um, and so that's just yeah, because Hondas, you don't need to open the hood on Hondas because they never break. The, not this one. <laughs> Some breaks sometimes. <laughs> but overall, the car ran really well on Sunday. So, um, and Blackhawk is really hard on brakes, and the brakes didn't go to the floor. He said he probably should have bled them, but uh, it made it through. I think it was a 35-minute uh, race. Nice. So, which is a that's a long session of Blackhawk. Speaking of brakes, I don't mean to change subject so quickly, but oh, it's fun. I, I remember, I'm done with my story. <laughs> I remember Eric Cattell po- posting something uh, this week about brakes yeah. for a Civic. Uh, you want to let people know about that kit because it sounds pretty. Oh cool. yeah. Um, he talked to so the guys at Fast Breaks. I think it started I think? with him. Him talking to yeah, um, Keith at Hasport. Oh, Keith that's got right. a fancy new CNC machine. Um, 
and wanted to play with it. And Keith is friends with Brian from Fast Breaks, and so Fast Breaks wanted to build this cool kit because um, STL has like a it's it's a it's a it's a thickness and a size limit on the rotors. Um, calipers and, open. Uh, calipers just four pistons. That's the only that's the only rule of any um, size. But, uh, yeah, there's no size limit on the pistons. Just four. Oh, so interesting. Um, they wanted to use like StopTech or Alcon calipers, but they were all kind of too big to work with this. There's this one circle track rotor that is real reasonable priced, and so they made a hat for it for EFs or for EGs and EKs. And, and it's like and, the exact size, right? Yeah, so it's like the right size. The hat, the hat is for this cheaper circle track rotor, uh, which is the right size uh, for the class. And uh, and they put they put a uh, a Willwood caliper on it. I think it's a super light. But the brake the the the, uh, the the mount for the calipers has an integrated brake duct uh, mount in it. So it so it basically forces air into the backside of the hat and then out through the veins. So it's like the best ducting you can get. Right. So. Uh, really, really cool setup. So, check out uh, Fast Breaks for that. There's, they, I think they, I, I think they sold a kit as soon as, uh, and it's to somebody that was at Grid Life South. Oh, really? Um, yeah, sold a kit as soon as Eric uh, announced it, and then Christian okay. Ship shared it, and the dude was like, "That's perfect," and he bought one. Nice. <laughs> so, no, it seems cool. like a really yeah. well designed kit, and obviously Eric's been yeah, doing the, really well with it. The breakdown is so cool. It's such a neat breakdown. Yeah. But. Kind of an oval goes right through like the up like the mount portions uh, on the spindle and then directly into uh, into the backside of the rotor, which is like that's as good a venting as you can get. Yeah, um, that's the place to put it. You know, to go it'll go through the rotor versus just onto one side or wrap down into it when the air wants to come out. You know, um, yeah, cool setup. Um, and uh, yeah, Eric Eric's done pretty well with it. He he did well at VIR majors and he won both races at uh, Road Atlanta majors. So. Yeah. Yeah, solid kit. Um, my car might be going against him at uh, Mid Ohio soon. You gonna upgrade to those brakes? Uh, no, they don't work with an EF yet. Oh, they, they don't. They're gonna make a different. Yeah, they're gonna make a different mount with an EF because uh. the EF mounts are further in. So okay, um, pretty Dang. simple to make the mods, but uh, but doable. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, now I'm looking at a crash car. I got to fix that, and then I want to I want to update. Upgrade brakes as soon as that comes out. They're going to make that kit for EFs, but um, I don't know. Part of me also wants to just sell it and build my next car now. I don't know. Maybe a Fraser? Kind of, uh, well, that too. I'm going to play with that too. But <laughs> I've been thinking about motorcycle swaps for the Fraser. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Yeah, I think it needs the. I think it needs like an R1 swap because I guess those don't have oiling issues and they're pretty cheap. So, like the big thing with motorcycle Whoa. motors, at least four cylinders, is that all the power is up high, which is cool, but they don't have a whole lot yeah. of low end. Yeah. So what I'm thinking that's, you should do. That's kind uh, of ideal for track. There's know? a new. There's a Yamaha uh, FZ09. It's a triple. It's a three cylinder. Okay. They would probably be a really good swap for it, and they're probably pretty cheap. Really? Yeah. So it's a three cylinder, like uh, under a thousand. It's like nine, eight hundred ninety three or somewhere around there. That's pretty big. So, but it would, it kind of gives you the best of both worlds. You know, it gives you some top end, but you don't have to like really, really wind it out. But then it has a lot better mid range. I I really, I just kind of daydream about a sequential and uh, that would be a low budget sequential. Oh, it'd be so awesome. How would you, would you keep a chain drive? What would you do? Uh, no, there's a, uh, at least I, I've been researching CBR swaps and R1s and then, uh, 
there's a couple of companies like Hawk Machine and a couple other ones that basically they make a drive shaft adapter for the for the chain sprocket on okay. the trans. Huh. Um, and so you just kind of turn it front to back, uh, so it looks like a car motor too. Um, and then uh, make a drive shaft go off of it. So cool. Um, the drive drive shaft goes back to the diff, and you're good to go. So I, I talked to uh, I talked to a guy on uh, Road Race Autocross uh, who built a Lotus Seven clone with an R1 swap. And yeah, just buy this this thing, and it bolts to a Spicer, you know, a, spi- a Spicer style. Uh, you joint and you make it you make a drive shaft. The only thing that might not be much fun is that I don't think you can find a small motorcycle motor with reverse. No. That's so fine. if you spot on track yeah. and you're nudged up against something, you just have to sit there. That's uh that's that's a concession I'm willing to make. <laughs> <laughs> or or I could just put like a I could put a little hole uh by my foot and I just push myself backwards. Fred just a, just a removable floor pan. Just pull back on something and Fred Flintstone it. Ah. Um, no, it, it, on track, like in the paddock and stuff, like it wouldn't be a big deal. You just, you know, you wave to a buddy and he pushes you backwards if you have to. Yeah. Um, that, there are also – there's a Quaif rear end that uh, that has a uh, – that has a uh, rear uh, – reverse gear in it. Um and then there's there there's some there's another option people have uh, and they just basically put um, uh, a starter motor and when you hit the starter motor it backs the car up. Oh, that would work. So you you mount you mount like a you mount like a a, a flex plate somewhere and hit the starter motor and it backs the car up with and you, you push the clutch in or whatever. So huh. um, that's another option. There, there's a lot of guys that have been doing motorcycle swaps. Uh, motorcycle builds around the Lotus seven style cars because they're so light. Um, and, and it really, it would probably fit better in the, in the car than the, uh, than the four AG that's in it right now. So we'll see. Those four, I drove it around it, the neighborhood the other day. Is that a built four AG? Uh, is it what? Is that a built four AG? Uh, I think so. Yeah. It sounds like it. It lumps real hard at idle and it seems like it's got high compression. I don't really know any details on it though. Ah, it's uh, it's dry stump, and that is worth a lot of money. <laughs> so that would uh, make it worth quite a decent amount of money. You could probably pay for the whole swap. Yeah. Oh yeah, it it would be like you know it would easily pay for it, um, and I could have fuel injection and stuff like that, which is kind of a that's kind of an attractive thing, and it would also yeah. fit into. I mean, I'm not, I'm not doing this till winter time at the earliest, but uh, it would also fit a little better into like P1 and P2 and then some NASA classes like mm. SCCA will wheel and NASA will wheel mm-hmm. uh, because the engine size is so much lower uh, so the weight can be lower in SCCA and then it's uh, there's a few there's a few places people are running stuff like this in NASA um, not super common but yeah we'll uh, we'll see That'd I don't know what the fun. future is for that car other than I, I just like looking at it right now yeah um, it does look pretty rad. Of, where is it, it? Is it in your garage or is it over at the shop? Uh, it's over at the shop, over okay. my building at work. Okay, so. nice. Yep. Um, we'll make it into a grid life showpiece. That's the first. That's the first thing, and then to drive it a little bit. So that's actually that would be a really good chase car. All these text messages. I can tell when you get a text message. It vibrates. You can. Yeah, hear I know. It. You I can should hear uh, turn that down to, to nothing, shouldn't it? No, I can't do that because we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Deal, deal with, with it. Um, what uh, what's your what's your next event? Where are you going next? Um, next event, I I actually I have to fly to Atlanta this weekend for okay. a wedding and for the five k. So I was in Atlanta last weekend, 
came back to run the streets of Willow event. Atlanta next weekend. The weekend after that, we'll be at Big Willow. Mm-hmm. And then I think I have a weekend off. And then I have oh. Auto Club the two weekends after that in a row. And then we have Grid Life South. Jeez. Um, or no, sorry. I have Auto Club one weekend, then Grid Life South. Then I come home. I think I have a free weekend. And then we're at Laguna Seca for three days. And then Jeez. I come home from Laguna Seca. And then we have um, Autobahn. <laughs> oh, you mean uh, Grid Life Midwest? Grid Life. South. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry, Grid Life Midwest. So it's uh, then we have Autobahn, and then I come home and run another event, and then we have Honda Meet, and then I come home mm-hmm. and run another event, and then I think I have a weekend <laughs> off. Literally, there's there's one spot where there's like five or six weekends in a row where it's just event, 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 event. Yeah. So man, it's uh, it's gonna be fun, That's like man. A real job, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, it. Uh, you'll know if you want to do this by the by the time like well, what's, uh, your season. Is the over. biggest thing that I'm afraid of is that after a grid life event, like the next weekend when I'm running an event, I'm going to open the drivers meeting and say thanks for coming to grid life, and people will be like, "What? What are you talking what's about?" That? Yeah, or I'll be I'll be at like we'll be at at Honda meet, and I'll be like, "Oh, thanks for coming to Speed Ventures," and people will be like, "What Speed Ventures?" It's a different thing, man. Yeah. Different uh, different time zone, baby. So. That's uh, I think that's that's my my biggest fear actually is just starting to get them confused. I, I wouldn't worry too much. You'll be you'll be fine. But thinking if about you it do, though, if you do, it's going to be okay. <laughs> running those running the speed ventures events, I think there's like twenty seven or twenty eight for the year, and then yeah. combine that with all of the grid life events, and I'll spend a majority of my weekends out of every year at a racetrack. That's like thirty plus weekends, thirty five weekends a year. Yeah, that's a lot. so. That's a lot. Uh, there are worse things in the world. If if uh, if you got back into cars, uh, could you actually drive at any of these things or no? Um, I don't know. I mean, you can you can drive at uh, grid life events, but yeah, you know, I mean, I here. I might be able to like go out in a couple sessions and stuff, but yeah. but then that requires me to tow a trailer with behind the ambulance since I stay in the ambulance at the events, uh, which means I can only drive fifty five miles an hour in California because there's that stupid law. If you're towing a trailer, you, you can only be 55. Have the race car in the trailer and the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah. So I'll just race motorcycles instead, which I've been talking That's about cool. doing for literally since we started doing the show. Yeah, you have. You so have. you should try it. I think I'm going to. Have you ever I, done I'm going to go do a track day. Have you ever done a motorcycle track day? No, just canyons, canyons, canyons. Oh, okay. So, which is the I, same I, way I started out doing car stuff. It was canyons, yeah. canyons, canyons. <laughs> canyons, 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 so, canyons. I mean, because if you can drive fast in the mountains or somewhat fast and deal with that stress of having a cliff, you get to a racetrack yeah. and you're like, oh, there's so much room for activities. Yeah, this is this is luxurious. Except there's, on a motorcycle, coming the other direction. Except on a motorcycle, I guess you go two off and the whole bike is off, and then you're much more likely to wreck and then go flying. Yeah. So. I don't know. Motorcycles freak me out just enough that I don't want to play with them, but I'm, I'm, uh, I do love how they look. Like I stare at pictures of motorcycles randomly. Like I'll get into a loop and just start looking at like artwork. Some of them are so pretty. Oh, some are so pretty, (laughs) but I, I, maybe I'll have a bike drivetrain soon so I can learn a little bit about them. Yeah. So there was a, I was out riding today. I went up to the canyons, canyons, canyons up in Malibu. I I went on like a four hour ride because nice (laughs) decompressing from the weekend. Um, but I, I went to Neptune's net, obviously, cause you have to, when you're up there 
And there was a guy that was riding his Ducati down from San Francisco down to San Diego. And I was like, oh, you know, you're staying in a hotel close by? Like, where's all your stuff? He's like, no, dude, I don't have anything. I have a spare T-shirt rolled up under the seat. And uh, that's it. it. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) So he's an older guy. Older guy on like a really rare Ducati, too. There were only like three or four hundred of them made. And he's there just, yeah, just riding it from San Francisco to San Diego and back. So I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It sounds pretty freeing. So one of the, one of those people, like there's all these people that make up excuses as to why they can't do things, you know, same as in the track world, like all these people that are like, Oh, I can't go to a track day yet. I don't have, I don't have the right air in my tires. Yeah. It's not, it's not done yet. This isn't track air. This is winter street Chicago air. Yeah. (laughs) My build's not done yet. Yeah. My build, my build. So the people I love the most are the ones just, they just like go out and do stuff. Yeah, is it safe? Let's, let's wheel it. Yeah, or even if it's not safe, uh, if it's safe enough to get through there tech shed, safe or enough get onto the street, safe yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, safe enough. Yeah, it. Uh, how's that new? How's that? How's the new Triumph that you bought? Good man, I put like I don't know, a thousand, probably twelve hundred miles on it already. Holy cow! Went up wow. to the canyons with uh, Mark Kroom a couple weeks ago from Ibach. I don't know if I talked about that before. I I don't remember. I think we mentioned it real quick. But I, uh, I did identify that one of my last events in like summertime, August, is Grid Life at Road Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to decide if I want to ride out from California. Oh, that's a long way. <laughs> yeah. But I have, I, have, oh. like, I have the three weekends after that weekend free. Yeah. So that would be like my vacation for the year would be to ride to the Southeast and then maybe come up to Chicago and hang out. I don't know. I mean, you can take all these vacations without your, without your wife. It's so strange to me. (sighs) It's so different. Well, she, she's been, she's been really busy at work. So you guys have such a weird, awesome relationship. (laughs) Hey man, you got to do a lot of stuff before you had a kid. Yeah, that's true. But, but like I couldn't go, I couldn't go away from one, like four days without her. Yeah. You got to remember, though, too, like we dated for a couple years when I lived in Chicago and she lived in Atlanta. Yeah. So it's kind of not that big of a deal. Yeah. More of the same, right? We didn't grow up in the same town. We didn't go to the same high school. We didn't eat lunch with each other in high school. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys did. Maybe you did. I don't know. No, we didn't actually go to the same high school. We went to different high schools. Oh, really? Yeah. We went to the same grade school. We were in the same grade school class, but then we went to different high schools. Ah. Yeah. Um. I didn't even know South Holland had two high schools. Uh, I went to one, one town over. So. Oh, really? Were you, did you get kicked out? Uh, oh yeah. I was real, real naughty boy. <laughs> Riding no, wheelies I, down the hallway on your BMX bicycle. Yeah. No, it, uh, I, most of our class went to, um, to, she went to like the huge public high school and I went to the tiny private high school. So nice. Um, that's just that's most of our why, class went to the tiny private high school. That's why you're so shy. Like one, what's that? I said that's why you're so shy. Mm, well, it's still <laughs> like 200 kids to graduate, just not 2,000 like she did. Oh, it's 2,000? That's ridiculous. Oh, it's, yeah, I think they started with 2,000 and like 1,000 graduated. It's not a great rate. Wow. It is, it is Chicago. <laughs> that yeah. is true. Oh, you know what? I, um, there was a, a Super Miata race this weekend. Oh yeah. And after the race, we went out to dinner and then I got to come back and hang out with William Chen and with Emilio, um, and William's RV just shooting the shit talking about endurance racing. 
the depth that these guys go into planning mm-hmm. is absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. Absolutely. Ludicrous. Some guys can get deep into endurance racing, like, man. It made deep, me deep. get excited about going and helping out, not even driving, because they are just a well-oiled machine when they go endurance racing. And are they still doing much endurance stuff or no? Um, Not at the moment. They so, did 25 hours of Thunder Hill a few times. Yeah, a couple a couple years. Yeah, and they actually they won their class, um, you know, and I think placed pretty high overall in a Miata, actually. Yeah, in like a NA Miata. Yeah, like yeah. I think it was like top 10 overall That's in, so uh, in Crusher, um, the orange NB Miata that was like a TTC car and PTC car. Yeah, just, just naturally aspirated 1.8, right? Uh, yeah, it was built. I mean, it's not just like a junkyard motor. No, I mean, but not like a, that was a really expensive car. Bar. No, no, it was it was probably like maybe one sixty. That's wild. So, that's fat. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, but talking to them about like their strategy and everything, it was just absolutely insane. I don't want to give anything away, um, but those guys definitely know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I believe it. They so, have to. Yeah. Yep. Bringing a knife to a gunfight, man. Yeah. How many so, how many Super Miata race weekends are with Speed Ventures? All of them. Any like, Super Miata like race weekends with Speed Ventures. I think it might be like eight, maybe. Okay, that's a lot of race weekends. Yeah. So they'll be at, at ACS on June 10th and 11th, which is okay. uh, Grid Life Midwest weekend. Yeah. Which is reminds me I need to book a flight for that. Yeah, we're coming up on, the, on a month for that. Yeah. Getting super stoked. <laughs> super stoked. Did, uh, did, did you hear about the cool things that are coming? Uh, I heard about one cool thing that they're gonna light it. They're gonna light up all the trees all around. around the track. Nice. Oh, uh, so that'll look cool at night. And yeah. then I guess there's uh, one of them big spinny things that you ride on. A Ferris wheel. It goes really high in the air. Um, a Ferris so wheel. Cool. Like a legit a Ferris wheel. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> nice. That's what I hear. Are we gonna um, run? Are we gonna run time attack laps on the Ferris wheel? I I'm not even gonna go on the Ferris wheel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be lucky to see the Ferris wheel. Um, it, uh, it'll be a wild weekend, man. I'm. Uh, that's going to be the longest three days of any of our lives. It's so. going to be ridiculous. Yeah, it's there's a there's a steady surge of tickets being sold too, so it's going pretty well. Um, the, and, and I talked to a bunch of, uh, of like Road America, a bunch of podcast listeners just came out. Like I had like half a dozen conversations with people who were there just to spectate because they heard about me talking about it on the show. Oh, really? And they just came like, out. They yeah, took the day weird. off and were like, I want to go check out this grid life thing. Yeah, it was like a Friday. And they're like, oh, I just came to see the race cars. I heard about it on the podcast. And I'm like, well, you listen to the podcast? I'm like, yeah, why do you think I'm here? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I had that conversation, I think five times really uh which was strange yeah and like a father and son came out like and, and then uh later i saw them just hanging out off by uh by turn like three or something and Man. um he uh, the, he was uh the son was at expo 15 okay um, which we were at itr expo yep uh he he's got a, a prelude that he tracks and stuff so okay. talked to them for a while um but yeah, it. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of podcast listeners at Midwest Festival. Like people coming from Canada, uh, people coming from England. Uh, our buddy, uh, our buddy Richard from England's coming out. Oh, we'll is put he? him to work? Richard Simmons. Yeah, he's coming out from England. Did I tell you that? Sweet. No, I know. Uh, yeah, I think you may have mentioned it like last year. You were yeah, like, yeah, like a long I think time he's ago. But he's actually out. flying out. Awesome. Like a couple weeks. Awesome. <laughs> 
So yeah, I offered him a spot in the RV because he's like using all of his uh, bucks to get here. And I said, dude, you can crash anywhere in, in the RV you want. So we so, should uh, just we'll have, we we'll should have just record strange international podcast listeners. We should the record RV. the whole weekend. It needs to be like a seventy-two hour podcast. I'm thinking actually that we need to um, put someone in charge of like once an hour coming to find one of us to to do like a five minute thing. Yeah. And then make a show out of make a show out of that. Like walk up to us like once an hour and with with one of our recorders and we'll make shows out of that. So, <laughs> It'd be so awesome. Uh, yeah, that could be. And then we just like, you know, walk and find somebody close and talk to them or, you know, record some audio. We're going to record um, our live announcing because you and I and Matt Farah and Jared DeAnda are going to be doing some time attack announcing. Oh, Jared's coming back? Yeah, I think so. Sweet. I think so. So, at least I thought he was. It's going to be a good weekend. Sure. I can't um, wait. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll record that stuff, and uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. So awesome! I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. But um, so you got uh, how long have we been on the call here? We've been almost an hour, right? Uh, like forty five minutes, maybe or so. Forty minutes, forty five. You got some time? You got to hang with the wife because you've uh, been neglecting. She's on her way home, but uh, I still got a couple minutes, man. Okay. Cool. I don't. I don't want to take away from Austin wife time. Nah, she she'll be fine. Don't worry about it. That's good. That's good. I know. I know how how it is when you're gone for for a bunch of time. It gets busy. Yeah, and then I we leave again. <laughs> yeah, she actually it, uh, she's on a different flight than I am too. She leaves like early Friday morning, and I leave Friday night to go to Atlanta. Really? Yeah. <laughs> why, why did you do that? Because <laughs> it was cheaper for me. She she had already booked her flight. Okay. So, cause she, she's there for, uh, the 5k, you know, like okay. that we ran that morning that we got married last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's this weekend now. And then one of my, my best friends from high school is getting married or already got married. They're doing their reception Saturday night though. So it actually, the timing just worked out really well. Nice. So she had already booked fun. her ticket. And then my buddy was like, Oh, you know, we're doing our reception. So I'm flying back to Atlanta. Sweet. But, oh, when I was in Atlanta, uh, I told you about this. I had uh, drinks with Mental Ward, Christian Mental Ward, who's been on the show before. And uh, our favorite Grid Life supporter, uh, Bradley Brownell, that writes for The Drive and a couple different places. Is he a Grid Life supporter? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That was kind of being funny. He wasn't the biggest. He he is now. Mental talks some sense into him, like, after, after everything. But... Uh, yeah. Bradley was actually driving his Porsche 912 all across the country. Yeah, I wonder. I thought he lived in like Salt Lake City or something. He lives right? in uh, Nevada, like right outside of Reno. Nevada. Yeah. yeah, I thought he lived somewhere out west, and I'm like, why is he there? I mean, I thought maybe it was for a press launch. Or uh, something. His sister graduated from Georgia State last weekend, so same weekend oh, my sister cool. graduated. So he just decided to turn it into a trip and has been writing about it on the drive and. Yeah, I've seen some of that. Yeah. I've seen some of his 912 articles. Uh, he wrote one about the Driving Well Awesome uh, Coastal Range Rally. Um, I'm but, trying to get him to yeah, come that, out to uh, a grid life event. Yeah, it, uh, wait, see, if, see if he can come out to one of them if he's out here for So he's, he's from Michigan. So if, uh, if he wants to head to any of them, uh, put, put him in contact with one of us or you and we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, now he was a little bit of a of a critic of the drifting at Road, Road Atlanta last year, um, but uh, it uh, I, th- I think overall the overall the drifting was a good thing, and some people just some people just got to see it in real life. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean he's so. he was like 
him and him and Mental actually had known each other on the Grassroots Motorsports Forum from like yeah. 2002, but had never met. So That's they cool. actually they both met in person for the first time. Uh, I've been on that forum forever. I just don't post. I've been lurking for probably probably since about then. Um, but uh, I posted a lot, like in 07, when when we started doing the challenge builds, the Grassroots Motorsports challenge builds. Ah. Um, and you can only do so much forum with your life. Yep. That's a great forum. That's like one of the best car forums anywhere, the grassroots forum. And Not they redid really it is. a few years ago and it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty good forum. So. Yeah. If anybody's looking for a place to kill a bunch of internet time, that's, that's, that's one of them. Yeah. So, uh, what, what do we have coming up? I think we're, what, we're going to try and record with, uh, Will Ah Young. Oh yeah. This uh, week. D- he, uh, he did very well at Global Time Attack this weekend. Crushed it. <laughs> like fastest overall in the front load behind <laughs> So I was rooting um, I was rooting for him and James. I wanted to see a battle. Oh man. And they were with they were less than a second apart. Yeah. And uh Brian Fessler was right in between them, I think. Yeah. Um, Fessler had the really stupid fast Mustang. What did, at, uh, let's see, what did what did Will end up doing? Didn't he do like a one twenty three three? That's so fast. And I think James got a 24.9, and I think Will had like a 23. It was like a low 23. Yeah. So I'm so. Uh, I'm looking forward to having Will on the show later this week, and uh, I think he yeah, has a Will's big a announcement. Like I think he has a big announcement that he wants to make, too. Oh, does he want to talk about it on this? Uh, not us. I think no, he wants to make it himself, maybe. Or maybe, maybe, maybe we can get. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can get we can, it out of him. Yeah. Maybe. We might have actually we might have actually said it on here before. He's yeah. going somewhere with this time ticker. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, it, uh, his car, he's got it. Every time he goes out, it gets more and more dialed or breaks things, but it gets more and more dialed regardless. It seems so, uh, sounds like both of those guys had pretty good weekends, uh, without too much drama on the cars, which, which is always nice, especially yeah. when you're traveling from Canada to Atlanta. Yeah. That's a long way. I, you know, I, I kind of wish they would share a holler. That'd be kind of cool. It it it, uh, it, it would make sense money. to like them and Chris Borsma like they all live right by each yeah. other. So no, tons we, of cars, uh, yeah. tons of trailers. Just, yeah, just buy a semi, dudes. So oh, speaking of uh, global time attack, I think we're gonna have uh, some event coverage from uh, my my buddy down in Atlanta, Matt Stevens. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, he's going to uh, to write an article. He shot uh, the event both days. Jason Deanhart got him a press pass, so. Hopefully, that's some um, stuff there. We just published an article today, too. Um, from Peter yeah, no, I was just going to say that. That's, yeah, uh, that, really, that, was, that was awesome. Really well written article. Peter can write, man. Yeah, he's very good. So, uh, I don't think he'll last long with us. He'll go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he came out to Streets of Willow yesterday and ran. Uh, and he's going to mm-hmm. have a follow up uh, article uh, on his second track day. So it'll be Love nice. That. You know, he did SCCA Track Night in America. That was the first article. Now it'll be a Speed Ventures event. And then mm-hmm. wherever else he goes, I'm just encouraging him to keep writing because kids got a yeah. kids got a skill, for sure. Yeah, he he's not bad. He's a good writer. Yep. So I, I haven't written in a long time, and I, I've written some stuff for Good Life, but uh, I've been I've been really not slacking because like I literally just don't have the time. But it, it gets me mo- when I see good articles like you know Abrams stuff on one lap and Peter's stuff. Um, and you got to publish uh, you got to publish that one on the Viper if you get time. Oh yeah, crap. There's a I lot totally of stuff forgot that about that until just now. Yeah, but, there's another one uh, uh, that I'll be publishing too that uh, Air, or, uh, Cooper Pierce wrote. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I read that one. That's yeah, about good stance. One. So, so 
Yeah, we got to revitalize Tractor we got, a little we got bit. A lot of stuff it really never on, went man. away, but uh, we got busy. Yeah. So unfortunately, that happens. But I'm in the middle of building a roll cage, and I've been taking pictures of it. But uh, I should probably write another roll cage article, and I got to finish up my header articles. I got them like half written, but I just literally so don't. So many I'm things to do. Too many jobs. I was I talking to work. I was talking to Mental. You know, when we were talking to him on the show, he's like, "Oh, I have like 14 unwritten or unfinished things," and now I think he's up to like 18 or 19. Yeah, that'll. <laughs> it's easy to do. Yeah. So I think he's going to try and come to the Autobahn event at uh, uh, July 4th weekend. Yeah. Okay. So he, he that, was going to try uh, and come to festival, but he can't uh, – Midwest festival, but he can't make it now. Okay. So – Yeah, Autobahn event. That's There's still some driver spots available for that too. Um, it's actually called – the event is called Auto Mass. Yep. Um, and that's more like the car show and drift side. But the, it's, it's grid life track battle round, whether it be round three. Yep. Uh, and there are and we're doing the same, the same format as last year. And there's two more events that have been added to kind of the grid life schedule. Um, yeah. What we're we have a Black Hawk Day now, right? We have a weekend. The picnic. Um, yeah. The it's it's kind of Chris hasn't made any posts about it, has he? Um, I think so. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, maybe not. It, uh, I think it's going to be called Track Picnic. Okay. But, um, it'll kind of be like our like our Honda Meet events that we started out with, but but hopefully like way more cars and coffee type spectators just hanging out because Blackhawk is gorgeous and yeah and super chill. So that'll be I think August five six okay at Blackhawk Farms, and then uh, um, yeah we sort of are doing another thing uh, called Speed Ring uh, at M one Concourse for Moto Visit. So yeah at M one Concourse up in Pontiac, Michigan or Detroit. It's I think it's Pontiac officially, but. So many events, um, man. So many. Speed Ring last year was uh, it was at Auto Club in yeah at Auto Club, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we're uh, Motivicity had talked to us about to Grid Life about doing doing it, basically hosting the trackside and Time Tech stuff. It was like the weekend uh, before. Being, festival, I think it was the same though. weekend as one of our things. I think it was the weekend before Midwest Fest or uh, not Midwest Fest, South Fest, Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, Atlanta. Yeah. So there's um, too much going on. That didn't on. work out, but this year we're doing it. It's, uh, when was that? October 1, 2? I think so. That sounds about right. Yeah, early October. So, um, yeah, check out uh, check out Speed Ring if you're in the Michigan area and you want to do some time tech stuff, too. So I think tickets are going, the launch is, is happening soon. I just wrote some press release stuff, uh, some drafts, and some uh, rules. Um it's going to be a very similar uh, rule set, only a little bit simplified uh, to to grid life and uh, global time attack. So okay, uh, so that'll be cool. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But be, Chris is doing a lot of the back end work, like the social media stuff, videos, and uh, keeping himself extra busy and extra stressed. But uh, it should be a cool event. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a good season, man. We're just getting started. So busy, so busy. Uh, I'm gonna try to go racing this weekend. Did I tell you that? No. Where are you going? Yeah, I'm gonna try to go do do just a little ginger and regional event, uh, SEC regional race, well, the, uh, cool. the spring sprints. So nice. It, so you're gonna uh, leave? What day? Bring the car leave? back into shape. Check it out. I just noticed that the cross members got a little crack going, so I got to weld some metal to that. Uh, change the brake rotors. Um, find my log book. I don't know where what Alan did with the log book. <laughs> Man, you got a uh, yeah. you got a busy day or busy week. I'm, I'm, before you called me, I was making a list, and uh, 
gonna gonna have to go through it for the next few nights. And if the car's good, I'm gonna probably register unless it's gonna be pouring rain. <laughs> Nice I, I really, if it's gonna be nice out, I really want to try to get close or beat the Gingerman track record in STL. What is the track record in STL? I think it's a high forty-one. Ooh, okay. Um, and with my D series motor, I got forty-four. Yeah, oh, you might be uh, right there, man. It'll be close. It's it feels a lot faster. Like I, don't, I, I actually didn't notice the extra four hundred pounds of weight. Just uh, hope Eric doesn't show up. Eric's not showing up. Eric's busy with all that majors <laughs> being fancy. Nice. Well, awesome, man. We'll, uh, his buddy, we'll check yeah, in. His buddy Chandler's coming. So oh, Chandler. Yeah, nice. Him, That'll be fun. So what? He, we'll, was, at, uh, he was that blue SI that was at, at Mid-Ohio with us. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yep. So sweet. Well, I guess we'll, right, uh, we'll check in with you on Thursday when we talk to Will and see how your progress is coming. Yeah. If uh, I'll know by then, I'll, uh, I'll probably have it on the trailer by then. So Sweet. We'll see. Um, yeah, I'll talk to you Thursday, man. Go okay. have uh, go have dinner with your wife and hang out. Man. All right, man. Take it easy. I'm going to swing some hammers and unbend some things. There you go. Beat it back into shape. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, man. Catch you later.